you avoid common injuries in your everyday life? What are the best first aid techniques? How do you keep your home, workplace, and family safe? Welcome to Safety is Your First Choice with your host, Todd Murray. Today, he'll discuss best practices to help you steer clear of hazards, prevent injuries, and accidents. Now, here is Todd Murray. Welcome. Welcome back to Safety is Your First Choice here with Todd Murray. Hope you, uh, everybody had a wonderful, safe week. We, uh, we're back again. Enjoying the day. Well, first, I need to, uh, I need to make sure. i got to get this out of the way. I need to say happy birthday to my sister-in-law, Carrie. So happy birthday, Carrie. Uh, I know you're listening. So uh, let's see. Today, we will be talking, obviously, about some safety things. You know, with everything that's going on in uh, society today, we take a look. I like to, to take a look at the news, see what hot topics and safety issues and concerns and problems. And as, as we all know, we just went through uh, hurricane issues uh, just recently. And uh, prayers and thoughts go out to those families that are still impacted by that devastation. Uh, I look forward to, in the future, being able to, put, uh, to bring somebody in to help talk about different ways we can prepare or be safe. Uh, in the event of something of that nature, just natural disasters, uh, that kind of deal as well. So we'll, uh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, but, uh, you know, watching the news just this morning, uh, since this show is worldwide, we, we like to take a look at different things that happen around the world and try to figure out, uh, you know, or inform you what kind of things to be aware of or start looking into. Uh, so this morning I saw something about the Eastern Equine encephalitis that's transmitted by mosquitoes. Understand that uh, the death toll is up to five. Um, there's In Michigan, there's seven cases. In, uh, in Rhode Island, three cases. Massachusetts, there's eight cases. So that's something that I think I might be uh, looking into, see if we can get some experts uh, in here that we can give a little bit more information. Uh, talk to us a little bit more about that and find out what the uh, What's common sense in their industry, but we just don't know. Okay, so uh, let me know what you think about that, and if you want more information on that, you know. And with that said, you guys can uh, you can send stuff in. Safety is your first choice at gmail.com. Safety is your first choice at gmail.com. Send in your questions and stuff. I'll I'll research and I'll get the right people in here to answer those questions that you have, or even just bring them in to to, to find out what we need to ask. You know that's kind of the big thing. If you don't, if you don't know what to ask, how can you ask it, right? So that's uh, that's what we're looking for trying to do is uh, bring these experts in, get some information from them about uh, about what you're concerned about, about the everyday things that we do, how you can do those things safely. You know, another uh, hot topic is that uh, is that vaping. Uh, I, I think I'm going to work on. I think I should be able to get somebody in here next week. Uh, I'll work on that uh, to get somebody in here next week just to give us something, give us a little bit more information about that vaping situation. You know, I don't vape. Um, I don't have a lot of friends that do. So I'm not uh, familiar. Now, I do have kids that are in school, uh, eight uh, year old, 10, and a 13 year old. So junior high, uh, she's about to, to go into high school here pretty soon. And I understand that there's a lot of young kids that are out there vaping. And so uh, just getting more information about that and being prepared and knowledgeable about it so that we can protect our family, you know, protect them, 
uh, from some of these different things. Obviously, in, in my mind, smoking, uh, it is a carcinogen and, and can be addictive depending on uh, if you're using nicotine and, and that kind of thing. So uh, those, those are, are, are dangers that we need to be aware of and, and protect ourselves from. Okay, so uh, those are different uh, different topics that we'd like to uh, cover in the future. But as I mentioned, give me a holler, uh, reach out. You can call the show. You can uh, you can contact us on our Facebook page. Safety is your first choice on Facebook. And as I mentioned, uh, we do have safety is your first choice at gmail.com. You can go there, and if you have a topic, or if you're out doing something and you see something that's unsafe, or you just don't feel as comfortable. You can uh, send us that information, and we will research it. We'll get you the best things that you need. A couple other f- future show topics. We're going to do some stuff on food safety and resort safety. Uh, you know, we did our our spring uh, trip with the family, and you go to you, you spend all your you save up all your money, and you go to a nice resort or you go somewhere, and you're sitting there. Kids order order some food, and then they take two bites of it and go jump in the pool. Or go jump in the water slide, that kind of thing. And I'm looking at this food sitting there. I'm like, well, how safe is this for these kids to come back and eat? You spend an arm and a leg on it, and then they go and and play, splash, do whatever, then come back, and they want to dig right in, you know. So I thought that uh, maybe if we can get some uh, food safety experts in here, resort safety experts and things to uh, answer some of our questions that we have and and. Give us uh, questions that we need to ask if we're going to spend some time someplace, be it a uh, resort or on a beach or something of that nature, using, uh, using their knowledge or finding out what we should ask for, for uh, with, uh, from them. So let's see. So today's show, I, it's, it's about safety. And I was you know brainstorming for show ideas and concepts. And it keeps coming back to me ever since I started the show is how do we prepare ourselves to be ready for these different types of emergencies, right? So that's where the safety is your first choice comes from. But how do you know where to get the things you need to be able to be safe, right? You know, it's just not as simple as waking up and putting on your shorts and say, okay, I have shorts on now, so I'm going to be safe, right? There are things and steps that you need to take, and there may be things that you need to purchase or have or look for or get that uh, will help you be safe. So where do you go to get that kind of thing, right? Do you go to you go to the local grocery store? You know, a lot of people now do things on online. I've looked at a variety of things for training classes, for um training classes for my home for work purposes and you know you look on amazon or whatever some of these online stores you uh you don't know if what you're really getting to me it it make i I have a difficulty purchasing things (laughs) purchasing things online i kind of like to be able to look at it touch it and, and see exactly what it is so um so today I have uh, Brandon uh, Taylor. He owns uh, CPR Savers. Okay, so it's a first aid and CPR supply company that that has, I believe, anything I could could ever want in safety products. So, uh, Brandon, we're gonna we're gonna interview him in the second part of this uh, second part of the segment. He uh, he originally comes from California. Okay, he started this company 
um, several years ago. I'm not exactly know, uh, remember how many years he's had the business, but we'll uh, we'll we'll get into all that. We'll try to figure out what he has, uh, what he uh, has to offer. We'll also we'll also see uh, what his background is. I know that he was certified in uh, as a lifeguard. I know that he knows a little bit about some cliff uh, Cliff rescue, mountain climbing stuff. He's a triathlete. He's had uh, he's had numerous awards and things. So, what I'm thinking is uh, we'll interview him. We'll ask him what kind of questions. I know he's certified in CPR. He was a CPR instructor at some point. I think his company offers some classes and different things of that nature. Uh, we'll 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 delve into to see everything about that. And hopefully by the end of this show, our goal is to give you an avenue or a way to be able to get whatever you need to help keep your family safe in case of an emergency. Okay, so I tell you what, stay tuned. We're going to go to our first commercial break. Uh, you can listen to us. Safety is your first choice on the Variety Channel of Voice America Radio. You can contact us or ask any questions at CPR or <laughs> at safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. And we're going to have uh, Brandon Taylor from CPR Savers here after the break. Stay with us. We'll see you. We'll, we'll talk to you here soon. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The joy of being a parent begins with knowing what to do in case of an emergency. At CPR Baby, safeguarding the health of your infant is their number one goal. They offer a selection of onesies imprinted with visual cues that enable parents and others to perform proper CPR on your baby in the event of an emergency. Wrap your bundle of joy and the comfort of knowing, knowing that CPR Baby is there for you in case of an emergency. Visit CPRBaby.com today. Experience the joy of living, not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Safety is Your First Choice. To reach Todd Murray or his guest today, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. 
Welcome back. Safety is your first choice with Todd Murray. So right before the break, I mentioned uh, that uh, we're going to have a, uh, a guest. I'm going to interview Brandon Taylor with uh, CPR Savers. Pulled up, I uh, wanted to do, uh, get, just give a little bit more information about him. So he founded that CPR Savers uh, back in 2003 is what I, I see here that uh, is when he uh, started it. Handled all the purchasing, vending relations, and marketings for that. So launched an online website marketing campaign. So CPR Savers has that. We'll, we'll delve into that, some questions uh, for him on that. Does uh, some organizations with uh, FEMA and government departments. This company is a worldwide company. Okay. Created a network association training instructors to handle nationwide safety training. So anywhere in the country that you need... Uh, uh, CPR training, he's able to provide it. Okay. So he's also, as I mentioned, Swiftwater Rescue Certified, Cliff Rescue. He's uh, and part of the dive team as a technician when he, uh, I think he lived in California. So without further ado, let me introduce Brandon Taylor. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Todd. I appreciate you uh, having me on the show. Great, great. Well, we're glad to have you. Looks like you got a lot of knowledge here and you've done a lot of things. CPR Savers, can you just give me a, just a quick synopsis or give me a little bit of a rundown of what you would uh, classify or how you would explain CPR Savers? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my wife and I uh, you know, founded the uh, company in 2003 in California. I'm originally from Arizona, but uh, moved out to San Diego uh, back in 2000. Um, the uh, company has you know, started as an e-commerce company, primarily internet, but we've grown since then. We have about 22 employees. Uh, we train nationwide in CPR first aid, AED, bloodborne pathogens. Um, we work with a lot of big companies. I mean, all this talk about the, you know, the hurricane that just happened. Um, I can recall back in 2004, we actually uh, shipped a bunch of oxygen tanks to, uh, to Florida for Hurricane Katrina. Um, so it brings back memories there. Oh, but I'm sure it does, yeah. Oh, they're very nice. Okay. So, so you do training classes and you also provide uh, products. So you said oxygen tanks now. Is that something that everyday families use then? Um, well, we sell a lot to uh, hospitals, you know, school districts, fire departments and such. So, oh. I mean, we have, you know, um, some older people that want to have their own personal oxygen tanks. So we okay. sell to consumers and users as well. Um, but, you know, oxygen tanks are just one aspect of our business. We sell a lot of first aid kits, survival kits. Um, CPR mannequins, oh. advanced life-saving mannequins, um, you know, disaster preparedness products, stop the bleed products. Okay. Um, it's kind of a one-stop shop. You know, you can buy anything you want online. We're also on Amazon. We work with a lot of governments. Uh, we have a GSA contract, so it's oh, a okay. pre-negotiated right. contract with any organization that uh, has government funding they can order through there. Oh, all right. Well, that sounds like, it <laughs> sounds overwhelming, actually. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that's actually needed. So, you know, it's great that there is a company out there that provides all that. How did you get into this industry? How did you, what made you start? I mean, did you just wake up and be like, you know, I need to make a worldwide company that does this for people? <laughs> well, actually, when I moved to California about uh, 1999 or so and uh, became a lifeguard, an ocean lifeguard in San Diego. And uh, 
Um, eventually, you know, went through the ranks, became a lifeguard lieutenant, and uh, I did all the purchasing for the lifeguard department. I trained the staff, taught them CPR, first aid. You know, I was part of our uh, dive team, our cliff rescue team, swift water rescue team. It was pretty fun and exciting when you're young. Um, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I, I did that, you know, full time, and then. Uh, um, my wife and I figured, well, you know, we'll start teaching CPR on the side for friends and family, and that grew and grew, and then uh, we threw up a little website, and uh, it was pretty modest back then, but it just kept growing, and okay. uh, eventually, you know, it became CPR Savers, and uh, in 2003, we launched, and uh, never looked back. Oh, well, nice. Well, that's awesome. Wait, well, it's a good story. It's, I mean, hey, seeing something is needed. As I tell our listeners and every well anybody that I come in contact with, you know everybody should know CPR. Yep. Um, so to to hear that that's how you got started and and to create this uh, this corporation's business is is awesome. That's awesome. It's like I said, it seems like it was a lot of work or a lot took a lot of time. So you you came back to Arizona because that's where you're from. So exactly. you grew up here in Arizona. What part of what part of the valley? Uh, yeah, I grew up in uh, Phoenix and Scottsdale. Went okay. to uh, Chaparral. Graduated from ASU. Um, so this is you know my hometown. Uh, obviously, I, I still have a lot of interest in going back to San Diego. You know, everybody does. Right. Uh, right. But uh, this is this is hometown. But okay. we're a worldwide company, so um, you know oh. people can order from us all over. We ship to South America. We ship to the Middle East. Um, so we're we're definitely worldwide, and uh, you know we can be reached at our website cprsavers.com okay. or our eight hundred number. Um, but we're you know more than welcome to help people and and help people decide on what they need if they have the questions. Hey, I don't know what I need. You know, I need something for my you know my grandfather, or I need something for my kid, or um, we're there to provide the answers if they need CPR training or if they want a defibrillator. Um, so you know we've got a lot of uh, research done. You, you yeah you mentioned you mentioned a defibrillator. So that's the. AED, the Automated External Defibrillator. Exactly. Do you get a lot of people buying those for homes, or is that more in the business aspect? No, actually, we have a lot of individuals buying that nowadays. Okay. Um, you know, just the prices come to a point where you can get one for, you know, a little over $1,000 and oh. throw it in your car. I mean, if okay. you're a... If you're a you know coach or you're someone involved in you know uh, teams or you know it, it, churches, right? Um, oh yeah, definitely. So a lot Church. of people are, are buying these just individually for themselves because the cost has gotten to a, a better price price point. Right. Yeah, I know there's a lot of uh, you know just me being a firefighter and and uh, working in training stuff and we've worked together uh, with some training class. Actually, shoot, how many years has it been now? Probably yeah, at least eight, five, yeah, eight, eight years, or, you know, yeah. something like that, or so, six, six or eight years. I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of people that do home health care. Yep. You know, their their parents are getting elderly and they're they're coming into the home. And I've taught classes and people have asked about, you know, hey, can I? And I'm like, you know, the AED, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the it's not necessarily only for older folks, right? AEDs can, need to be, anybody could. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, people have these pre-existing conditions or gene genetic issues that, uh, you know, I donated one of the AEDs to our, our school, our kid's school. And uh, there are some kids there that have genetic conditions that so they're more predisposed to have an incident where they would need an AED. Right, right. Yeah, so, you know, so the, and now the, the price is coming down, that, yep. you know, with technology and everything else. And, exactly. You know, there's competition and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's good to hear that the AEDs are coming down. Good, good. Um, how do you stay on top of the national safety issues? You know, so things that come up, I mean, do you – go to training stuff or do you go to convention what do you how do you do stay up on top of these things well i mean so much is available online now and then we do these expos where we can uh you know 
get information from uh, the manufacturers and stuff like that. As far as like the new guidelines that came out last year for CPR, uh, a lot of the manufacturers weren't ready for that change. But uh, as long as you're informed of what's going on, um, then, you know, you can help your manufacturers and some of your suppliers be prepared for uh, changes in guidelines and, and stuff so that uh, the products that are being marketed today meet, you know, AHA guidelines or or OSHA, you know, requirements so that people want to buy them. Right. Well, g- well good. Yeah, and that and that's the biggest thing. You know, we do in the fire service, and we, I stay up on top of the different things because of our quarterly CEs, continuing education classes, and, you know, we need to know the, for the latest and greatest information on CPR and uh, first aid. Um, so that's how I get a lot of that training. So just knowing that there's a lot of things out there, do you guys provide any training manuals or anything that can help? I, I know you say you do classes. What comes along with that then? Um, yeah, we offer classes nationwide. Um, with that, we do include a, a CPR training book. Um, we offer that free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just has basic guidelines for people on you know how to do CPR, first aid treatment, um, bloodborne pathogen stuff. We have a lot of free information on our website as well, cprsavers.com. We have a, a blog there that uh, once a week or so we'll send out information to, uh, and send an email campaign to our clients and customers just to have free information available to them. And, of course, we're always available on the phone um, when anybody have any questions or live chat as well. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, so, you know, when, we, uh, when, I, when I got out of the fire department 19 years ago, CPR guidelines and what we were doing back then is extremely different than what we do now. And uh, the first episode I talked about infant safety and I kind of touched on a lot of that information with uh, with our listeners back at that point um, where the the compressions to breasts are 30 to 2 and so back when I got on, it, those numbers were totally different. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's based on, you know, I, I originally thought it was, because I started doing some classes similar to what you've done, uh, CPR classes. I thought it was just so that people could, uh, or the companies wanted me to buy programs over and over again. So they were changing the numbers. But that's not actually the fact. Uh, they're actually doing research, and I think one of the studies was done in Arizona. Or, yeah, in Tucson. Uh, in Tucson. Do you know yeah. m- a little bit more about that or how that happened? Um, yeah, I forget the name off the top of my head of the doctor, but, yeah, they were doing research and, and found out that they got more success in survival rates by doing compression-only CPR. Okay. Um, so a lot of the classes we teach are compression-only. Okay. Uh, obviously, if you're you know a healthcare person like a firefighter, you, you do do... Um, the breaths as well as the compressions, but um, it's just not as effective stopping the compressions to do the mouth-to-mouth, and a lot of people aren't comfortable doing mouth-to-mouth on a stranger. Mm -hmm. So if you just ask them to do compressions only, you know, in the five, six minutes before, uh, you know, Todd yourself or or (laughs) another firefighter shows up to take over, you'll have done that person a world of good just by keeping the blood flow continuing. So, yeah, they're always doing research to find out what's the most effective method, and, and they're kind of, you know, they've come to that compression only. Good, good. Okay. So, and then, uh, so as we know, in the certification classes, they do, we teach breasts and things exactly, like that. Yeah. And, and a lot of the uh, compression only is, um, so for children and infants, uh, breasts are airway occlusion or blockage is the leading cause for cardiac arrest in children. So, so for children and infants, we try to do the breasts if you're able to, or if you've been trained, uh, but, uh, Compression-only CPR has been saving lives. Yeah. So when we got on, it, we would start with a lower number, and now we do a lot more compressions to breasts. 
you know, we'll give some nice passive air oxygen, oxygenation to the patient, that kind of thing. So it's fitting right in there with the, the research and things that you're talking about uh, going forward. So you mentioned something about what was stop the bleed. What what what's that? Yeah, well, basically, stop the bleed is is a, a government push to encourage uh, schools and uh, cities to be more prepared for you know mass casualty incidents. And mm -hmm. um, so a lot of these manufacturers have come out with stop the bleed kits, and and basically they're just you know comprised of a, a tourniquet, a quick clot. And, and, and products that can help you save someone's life immediately. I mean, if, if someone, you know, gets shot or something and, and they're bleeding out, well, obviously, if you can put a tourniquet on their arm and, and, and stop the blood flow before, you know, paramedics get there, you can save someone's life. And, you know, people don't like to think about that, but you've got to be prepared wherever you go. And, and having an AED in your car or having a stop-the-bleed kit in your car is definitely a safety precaution that a lot of people are getting themselves prepared to, to, to be ready for. Um, it's a lot of schools, a lot of cities are buying um, stop-the-bleed kits um, just to have them available. Um, God forbid something like this happens, but you just want to be prepared and, and ready for an incident, not just be running around and, and, and scared. Right, right. You know, and that's, you know, it's kind of, it's sad. I, I was listening to some radio, uh, you know, and I guess there's a, um, a new commercial out there that uh, talks about kids preparing for school and how they got new tennis shoes to be able to run and a, and a jacket that's like bulletproof jacket or something of that nature. And it's, uh, they they were interviewing the uh, creator of the commercial, and, and he mentioned, you know, it's kind of a shock thing, but it's, unfortunately, it's what our kids are thinking about going to school these days. Uh, and it's unfortunate, you know, when I went to school, I didn't have to think about, how, yeah. you know, do we need tourniquets and this kind of, you know. The most, the extent I got in first aid was a Band-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, yeah, I skinned my knee, throw a Band-Aid on, you know, sure. that kind of deal. And now we're, our kids are having to deal more with that kind of stuff. Um, not encouraging, uh, but that's where we got these shows, and, and we're going to look to try to help people uh, get through those kind of situations at this point. So we'll go ahead and take our next commercial break. Uh, we're here with Brandon Taylor from CPR Savers. You can reach them at CPRSavers.com. You've got your host, Todd Murray, with Safety is Your First Choice, and you can reach us at Safety is Your First Choice at Gmail. You can call in to the Voice America Variety Channel, uh, ask your questions, any questions that we get, uh, either voicemail or, voicemail or uh, on email, we will uh, we'll attempt to answer those questions at the, uh, in the last segment of the, um, of the show. So you can also see us on uh, Safety is Your First Choice on Facebook as well. So we'll go ahead and take that uh, next break, and we will be back shortly. Stay with us. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com The joy of being a parent begins with knowing what to do in case of an emergency. At CPR Baby, safeguarding the health of your infant is their number one goal. They offer a selection of onesies imprinted with visual cues that enable parents and others to perform proper CPR on your baby in the event of an emergency. Wrap your bundle of joy and the comfort of knowing, knowing that CPR Baby is there for you in case of an emergency. Visit CPRBaby.com today. Have you found the beauty inside of you? 
Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Safety is Your First Choice. To reach Todd Murray or his guest today, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back. Welcome back to Safety is Your First Choice here with Todd Murray, your host. And we have Brandon Taylor here from CPR Savers. So, Brandon, you know, before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, going into some of the CPR. And, and I think you had mentioned something about the new CPR guidelines. What, uh, what exactly are you referring to? Well, the new guidelines basically occurred last year where um, they made some changes in requirements for training uh, students. Uh, they think that the, uh, the, the better training came from knowing the feedback on the mannequins and uh, the rate and depth of compressions. Okay. Uh, a lot of the research they had done, you know, people were doing compressions, but just doing fast compressions and not paying attention to uh, the depth or the rate of compression, doing them fat, too fast or too slow. Uh, so a lot of the products you know, on the market today don't have that feedback that when the guidelines came out. Preston mannequins were one of the first mannequins on the market with this uh, feedback monitor that uh, basically gave the person who was doing the CPR training uh, feedback immediately on the mannequin to show them, hey, oh. I'm doing the correct rate. If it's uh, if it's yellow, you're not doing it, you know, fast enough. If it's red, you're doing too slow. Okay. Uh, and green means you're doing compressions correctly. So okay. right. um, that guideline change helped people, I think, provide better training. The instructors provide better feedback for the students so they know, hey, I can correct my action right here while I'm doing the training and learning CPR. And not that is helpful. It is helpful because when you're doing the, and as you know as an instructor, when you're doing that and you're watching people, you know, I, I've seen thousands of people do uh, compressions um, in training classes, and unfortunately, I've seen um, seen CPR being done uh, in real life. Uh, being able to tell how deep they're actually going, how sure. the rate, and in the heat of the moment, your your adrenaline's pumping and things, and it's important. You're right. You're exactly right about the. It's important to keep keep that rate. So heart heart is a one-way valve, has one-way valves in it. It's a muscle. It's a pump. Okay, so you push down, blood goes in one direction. You let up, 
need to give enough time for that blood to fill into the heart again so that you can push down to get the most amount of blood out and circulating through the system. If you press, if you go way too quickly, you won't let enough blood in and you won't push out much blood. So that rate is extremely important, but then also with the depth. If you're not pushing down far enough and not compressing the heart, and that's one of the things that I see quite often, uh, unfortunately, in real life when um, you respond to a call, uh, loved ones are doing what they can, okay? That's, they're doing something, so that's, that's perfect. Um, but then when you start to do your chest compressions, you can tell if they haven't uh, pressed deep enough to be able to impact that heart. So, um, so those, those guidelines, I can see why that's one of the things that has changed in those new guidelines to be able to. to are there anything else in, in the guidelines that changed that, uh, that stands out to you? Well, I just think uh, making it accessible to, to more people, you know, I mean, uh, like you said, the guidelines have changed so much over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. I used to tell people when I taught that, uh, you know, as long as you do, you know, something, do mm -hmm. some compressions, do right. some breaths, uh, you'll benefit the patient rather right. than just sitting there doing nothing. So right. I, you have to come overcome that fear of doing nothing to, to at least try to attempt to do something. But that's why we offer free you know, uh, free classes occasionally. Um, we have uh, in Tempe where our office is located, uh, we have classes every Saturday. Um, oh, okay. But uh, it's, it's something you want to be able to get out to the public right. and make it more accessible because we don't want people to be scared to do CPR. I right. Mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's only there to help. Uh, you know, I tell in, in classes, you know, you won't, be ma you won't make the situation worse. Yeah. By and starting CPR, you won't make it worse. There's nothing you can do to make it worse. That is, you know, you're already at the bottom. Now, anything you do can, will only improve the situation. And so. like they always say, most chances you're going to be doing CPR on a loved one, right. someone you know. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, you talk about that. It's like, who do you spend the majority of your time around? You know, your family and your coworkers. Yep. Right. You're either at work or you're at home, <laughs> you know, and then every once in a while you get some free time. So most likely if you're going to do, if you're not in, uh, in our profession or in my profession as well, um, you're going to be doing, you're going to be around family members. And the only person you're going to see is somebody that you already know. Right. So it, it's important that everybody takes uh, CPR. And I know here in Arizona, they passed the, uh, they passed that law. Was it last year where uh, all graduating seniors, required to have a CPR yes, certification. Yes. So this year, this is the first year that, um, so any student in Arizona uh, that's a senior before they can graduate have to be certified in CPR, which I think is, I always thought that uh, you should have a CPR certification uh, to get your driver's license. You know, I always thought that that would be a, a really good idea. I mean, most people, hey, if you're able to drive a car, you should be able to know how to save somebody's life. Absolutely. You know, it does, you know, kind of made sense to me. But it's I commend Arizona in that. Um, so every student in Arizona, every graduating senior this year will be certified in CPR. So that's a that's one of those good steps. Where else do you see uh, CPR going? Do you, do you can you foresee something like that? Well, okay. if, you know, everything's coming so uh, fast, especially you know. In the internet age, I mean, you got these free applications, uh, you know, people are even, you can download an application that can help you, you know, practice CPR on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, these apps uh, to show you how to use a defibrillator. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of, you know, like you said, when it's the, the moment you get nervous and you panic and stuff and people forget what they learned. Right. Um, but they have these applications now that uh, can guide people step by step mm -hmm. um, to, you know, how to do a product. You can buy these products uh Mobilize is a uh, a product that actually uh, a lot of these cities are buying that can 
show the staff how to follow the steps of, you know, a, a stop to bleed or a first aid injury or defibrillation. It just gives you a step-by-step, kind of like a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, okay. um, you know, obviously training's the, the number one go-to. You want to make sure your staff is, right. is well-trained. But to have these other uh, applications that are available to, you know, your your staff is, is going to help everybody. Yeah, automating different things. You know, I, I, I know there's uh, uh, there's a couple apps that I've looked up and just uh, for research myself and uh, where they locate all the AEDs if they're registered. They locate the AEDs around the city that you're in. So if something happens, you can get to the closest one. Um, I know that at some point there was a company trying to do something with drones and an AED. I think over in Europe they, they had a lot of success with this. They could fly a, an AED to a location if, if need be, things like that. So um, automation and, you know, with all these, we got smart cars and things like that. Um, I, I, I could also, I, I think you're right. I, I, I think we will see some things like that uh, in the future. A little bit more automation with the CPR and access to those different things. Um, as I always say, hey, encouragement of taking CPR class. I, I totally encourage that. CPRbaby.com, uh, where uh, they design that infant body suits with CPR instructions on them for infants and, and loved ones. So um, take a look there, too, at CPRbaby.com for those for those job aids, I, I kind of say sometimes, uh, for CPR. So... Something kind of stood out to me when we were talking, and and, and I, I mentioned it where uh, driving in, listening on the radio, how uh, they have a commercial about kids preparing stuff for mass casualty or for shootings or active shooter in schools. And, you know, back, uh, I think, Brandon, you had mentioned when we were talking that, uh, you know, when we were in school, it was earthquake drills is what. The, the biggest yeah. concern it was, right, or something like that. You know, call under the desk, or you know, you'll hear a siren, and then every month or something. And I don't, you know, I can't remember if I've heard one uh, around here, but every month at the first Tuesday or first Friday or something of the nature, you'd hear a siren go off. You sure. know, and it was like, okay, that's a drill. You know, that kind of thing, and you would end up crawling under the desk, and that was the extent of uh, we had to worry about. Um, our kids are faced with more things. What, what do you think about this mass casualty stuff? Do you provide products and, and things to help with that, or what? what yeah, I mean, like I said earlier in the in the show, you know, we offer these stop to bleed kits, and right. uh, we sell those to a lot of schools and and cities, and and they encompass products like the you know tourniquets and and quick clots and stuff, so you can help you know save people's life if you know God forbid an incident like that happened. But yeah, I mean, you don't want to live live in fear. You know, you don't want to have to go to a concert or send your kid away to school with a bulletproof backpack. And I mean, you, but you definitely want to be prepared. And, and right. uh, like you said, you know, they have the fire drills, they have the earthquake drills. I mean, um, you know, I'm not where my kid goes to school. They've locked down that school several times uh, in the last couple of years. Oh, really? Because, yeah. you know, they, there was a, you know, a guy with a gun at a Circle K, you know, a half a mile away. So they locked right. down the school. Right. So, so the kids have been receiving training for, you know, uh, you know, active shooter on the campus, stuff right, like that. Right. So, um, you know, yeah, it's scary, but I think the kids, you know, growing up are, are, are kind of used to it and like, oh, this stuff happens. This is part of reality. It's not, we don't want to, you know, shy them away from it, but have them realize, hey, this is where the exits are. This is where, you know, this is where you lock the door. This is where your safe place is, your hiding spot and right, yeah. and give them the training for that, you know. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, you know, being prepared, having the kits, uh, having an exit plan, you know, uh, hiding spots. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Barricading, all. I exactly. think they do as you well. You know, I mean, self-defense. I mean, um, you know, my kids take karate. I mean, I don't uh. want them to, you know, take down a, a guy with a gun, but, um, you know, you just want to be prepared. Right, right. You know, some knowledge is better than no knowledge. Absolutely. Like they say, you know, I... We talk about what we're the differences between schools. Obviously, there's many, but one of the differences I was thinking about was, you know, driving up to uh, my kid's school this year and seeing the fence surrounding the school and locked down doors. And, you know, you can only use this door, all the other doors are, are secured and locked, and there's a gate you can't get on the campus. And I think back to my school growing up. Yeah, I had none of that. No. <laughs> you know, there's none of that. You know, I've taken multiple training classes to Ryman Hill Home Cl- Homeland Security, uh, Department of Defense, and they talk about uh, some of the big best protection are standbacks, so barriers to stop from vehicles or people to get past and to get into the school. You know, that helps out. And then you take a look at these schools, um, and they are prepared. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 a secure, it's a secure facility. You know, so those are the differences. Unfortunately, that's with the the society that we live in. And hopefully, with some of these uh, the this, this show, and that's kind of where the show came from. Also, is just to be able to help people be prepared for situations, so they don't walk out of the house. And I think I said to you earlier, walk out in some shorts, thinking that they're prepared to take on any situation they may encounter. Um, I'd like to feel that hey, we we can provide some knowledge, and you can provide some products or whatever to be able to help these people make a safe and safe decision. Like you said, with the schools, like uh, where my my kid goes in middle school, they have a full time police officer there, and parents aren't even allowed on campus. You have to go to a certain location and get access to the front desk, but parents aren't allowed to walk around the campus. Which you know, and so they're doing something to to make sure you know oh, that, wow. that it's safe. Yeah. You know, we do the whole driver's licensing, you yeah. know, to pass on that. But that, uh, which, thinking that's a little safer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting there, but, you know. <laughs> you know right, right. You know, it's uh, to me, I think it is a little sad that we have to take those different steps to be able to get to, uh, so that our kids can get an education, you know. But I don't want that to be, I want my kids to be able to be out and have a good time, but know what to do. To, uh, to be safe. Are there any products you guys have for kids that, uh, uh, for safety stuff for kids that yeah, you can think of? Uh, we do. Yeah. We have some, uh, you know, some kid first aid kits, um, some products that, you know, I mean, everybody likes the, you know, the, the bandages with the little characters on them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> my, uh, because I do safety classes, my uh, my youngest one um, was said, I asked, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And they asked, asked for a, a first aid kit. <laughs> and I, so that's kind of where I was, I was, you know, I came from. Um, and then uh, ended up with all their teddy bears and everything else with Band-Aids and things all over it. But yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Nice. And so, well, but there's, a, you know, there's legitimate first aid kits that kids could carry. And it's small enough for backpacks or something sure, like that? Sure, absolutely. We have, you know, all sorts and sizes uh, of first aid kits that you can fit in a backpack. You can fit in, you know. Even uh, even you know golf shorts or something like that. Yeah, okay. So I oh, mean, well, yeah. You know, we have the you know the huge you know several thousand dollar immobilized first aid kits with you oh. know PowerPoint directions, as well as you know a two dollar golf first aid kit. So well, yeah, you did say you you sell to uh, businesses, industry, yeah. and stuff as well. Exactly. Okay, so you could supply uh, companies and stuff with with everything that they would need to keep 
Yeah, we provide, you know, first aid cabinets that can hang on the wall with the eyewash stations and stuff. So, you know, we can outfit a whole company with, you know, a defibrillator, oxygen tank, uh, eyewash station, first aid cabinets, so that every floor, you know, has access to something if they need it, you know. Right, right. Okay, well, awesome. That's awesome. It's good to know. That's good. I didn't didn't actually realize uh, some of the, you know, and like I said, we've known each other for years now, and uh, I didn't know the extent of everything that you guys are able to to do and have done uh, out there. Uh, You say that you have a, um, I think, a program, uh, like a grant program maybe for AEDs or that might be able to help people Yes, we primarily for churches, for uh, school districts, you know, um, people or organizations that lack funding. Um, we offer, a, you know, a partial grant um, for defibrillators. So, you know, if they're looking for, uh, you know, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollar AD, they can, you know, probably get it for, you know, close to half the price. Oh, and it's wow. something we provide to, to just organizations that just don't have the funds because we just want to get as many defibrillators out. Um, into the field as possible to help save lives. So that's been a pretty good program of ours for the last uh, couple of years, um, and it, it's really been successful. Okay. Well, I tell you what, Brandon, thank you very much. I think we got a lot of, a lot of good information. Absolutely. For that. And it's uh, cprsavers.com, right? And there's an 800 number as well. Yep. And uh, thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much. a lot for- of information, and uh, thank you. I appreciate it. We we will, uh, let's go to our next break here, and then we'll be back to close up the show with uh, Todd Murray, your host at Safety is Your First Choice at gmail.com. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The joy of being a parent begins with knowing what to do in case of an emergency. At CPR Baby, safeguarding the health of your infant is their number one goal. They offer a selection of onesies imprinted with visual cues that enable parents and others to perform proper CPR on your baby in the event of an emergency. Wrap your bundle of joy and the comfort of knowing, knowing that CPR Baby is there for you in case of an emergency. Visit CPRBaby.com today. You ever experience the joy of living, not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself? Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation, Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You. 
you are listening to Safety is Your First Choice. To reach Todd Murray or his guest today, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. Welcome. All right. Whew. A lot of good information. I, uh, as I was telling Brandon, I didn't realize that they did as much as, as uh, he was telling us. I, I, I like I said, I, I've known Brandon for uh, I think six or seven, eight years, something like that, and uh, we've worked together, done some training classes for him, and and uh, I knew that they sold some first aid kits. You know, <laughs> I didn't realize that uh, he sold as many and did as much as uh, as they actually do. So. Um, you know, you know. This last section is a session we go into kind of a potpourri things. Answer any questions from last week that we received from last week, or any questions that we receive uh, over the um, duration of the show, um, and so uh, or clear up any misconceptions or anything of that nature, whatever, whatever we have. Um, so, some of the uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit. Um, about some of the CPR stuff, um, just with uh, adult CPR, and and Brandon brought up uh, the the compression only CPR, and we touched a little bit about it on our first first episode. Um, we need to get everybody. We you know, everybody should be certified in CPR. You know, uh, we need to get everybody out there and get certified. Uh, saving lives is, uh, you know, just keeping people alive. All, all we're trying to do with CPR is circulate oxygenated blood. We're trying to get that uh, oxygenated blood going around so that it keeps the brain alive, okay? So that's, uh, that's the extent of that. In, in the Valley here in Arizona, uh, just a little bit about that system that we have here because we have what they call a mutual aid. So you will get the closest fire truck to your location. A lot of times people don't... Uh, uh, don't realize that. Don't understand that. Uh, they see us out and um, buying groceries or doing whatever, and think that we're um, we're not available to respond. We are. We are. So any point you see us out, we do have our radios. We do have locator systems. In the valley, uh, the alarm system, nine one one system, has a, the uh, updated system so that cell phones can be located through the 911 system. So if you call on a cell phone, they still want to know your exact location. Technology fails. So they do want to know your exact location. So the first thing that's going to end up happening is they will, uh, you'll call 911, you'll go to basically the sheriff's department. They'll answer that, and then they'll ask you which, where you're located. Okay, in the Valley, we have two 911 uh, dispatch locations, one in Mesa and one in Phoenix. Reason being, large cities need to have two just because if uh, one goes down for whatever reason, the other one can pick up and continue on. So with that said, they'll, they'll need to ask that question. Okay, Now they may have a, your location based on your cell phone if it's working correctly, but as I mentioned, we, we want to make sure that we get to the right location. So we're going to ask you that. Okay, Once you get that information, you're transferred to whichever dispatch location handles your area, the area that you're in. They'll ask you a series of questions. Now we do training, uh, CEs, quarterly training, and we've listened to some 911 calls before, okay? All the information that the 
911 operator asks helps us, the fire department, the team that's going to come help you and your household. As soon as you tell them that it's a, a police incident, a fire incident, a medical incident, whatever, they hit a button, you get a vehicle dispatched. Okay? So uh, we've heard multiple times on, dis- on 911 calls where people are saying, hey, stop asking me questions and just get somebody on their way. Understand that those questions help. As soon as we get dispatched, we're in the vehicle, we're in the truck coming, lights and sirens as fast as we can get there, and you're getting the closest truck to your call regardless of what city you're in or what city the fire department uh, is from. Okay, And once we get that dispatch information, they also, the 911 operator, sends us information that they're asked. The questions that you uh, are being asked are sent, the answers are sent to us on our fire truck so that we can be more prepared when we arrive to your house. So please take a second, understand that help is on the way, okay? And those questions that the 911 operator asking you is to help us be more prepared to help you when we arrive on scene. If we don't get those answers en route, we're gonna have to slow ourselves down when we arrive and ask all those questions at that point, okay? So just take a moment and answer those questions for the 911. I know it's a hectic time and it seems like forever, but those questions are important. So that is our show for today. I'd like to thank you for listening. I'd like to thank Brandon Taylor for coming and providing his knowledge and help with us and introducing us to his company, CPRSavers.com. Again, we'll be back next week. Stay tuned. We, uh, we're looking at uh, daycares. Uh, we're going to be uh, interviewing a daycare operator and finding out those ins and outs of daycare uh, for our little ones. Since we've been talking on some school stuff, let's see what we can get for that. Okay? So, thanks again for listening. Safety is your first choice at gmail.com. Safety is your first choice at Facebook. Uh, safety is your first choice on the Variety Channel of Voice America Radio. Again, thank you very much with your host, Todd Murray. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in this week for Safety is Your First Choice. Be sure to join host Todd Murray again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, be safe. 